This episode is brought to you by the Nordstick, the number one way to train your hamstrings anywhere at any time. The number one injury burden in the game of soccer is, you guessed it, hamstring injury. What better way to prevent this than using the Nordstick? From endless Nordic curl variations for your hamstrings, to other lower body exercises, to even upper body and core exercises, you name your goal and the Nordstick can help you get there. Use the link in the description to learn more and get 10% off. Once again, use the link in this episode's description for 10% off. What is up, soccer players? Welcome to another episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how are you doing today, bro? Swell, bro. Swell. Listen, I, I have no more um, sore throat. I'm healthy as healthy. a newborn. You know, like I'm feel, I feel yeah. great. Okay. You know, it's okay. been it's been two weeks since I've been sick, man. Listen, when you take, bro, do not take health for for do not take your great health for granted, because <laughs> when you down for the count, you're down for the count for real. But no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I've been chilling. How about you, man? How you doing? I'm doing good today, man. Today is actually episode number two. Recorded one earlier with uh, Sebastian, so you know, pumping them out like crazy. Uh, hopefully you guys are are enjoying the content as well. Man, but, that, uh, that work ethic, man. I man got some work ethic. Dwarfs <laughs> everybody with the work ethic. I mean, don't get it twisted. I had off today, so <laughs> there was a fat four hour nap in the middle of the day. Hey, that's nice, bro. Four hour nap. Nice. Yeah, those, podcast those, nap podcast. That's the life. Those those don't come by often, man. You got to enjoy those days. No, sir. No, yeah, sir. Man. But uh, no, we were just talking. I mean, it's it's the end of February. You're in Boston. I'm out right right outside New York. And we're about to get hit with our first uh, big snowstorm, which is kind of crazy seeing it's the end of February, really. Um, No, it's not. What do you mean? Like, I think like, it's crazy. You think it's crazy? Yeah. You, oh, you, you live in Jersey. That's why. I live, oh, in yeah. I live in Massachusetts. We can get snow right here in April. Like it's not a, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a strange occurrence. Like, like if we like you, you can get snow in January. You can get snow in February. Like I think the latest I've seen we got in snow was like late April, or wow. just kind of snow for like two days, and then it's just like, and then three days later it, it got to like sixty degrees, and you're like, what is going on? Like one minute it's mm. it's freezing, and it's snowing. Another minute it's like springtime. Yeah, I wouldn't say snow around this time is weird. It's just that this is the first big one. And, you know, that that's what was more shocking to me. Uh, yeah, we had one last week and we're about to get another one this week. I didn't even bother shovel or anything like that because I'm like, I'm not doing all this work. Wow. You I had one last have, week? Yeah, we had one last week. Covered oh. the whole, like my back, my, my, my back. Um, my, I say I was going to say background. Like my backyard is <laughs> filled with snow still. So I oh, a, I wow. Have, my driveway, Damn. everything else is powered snow. I'm not snoring. I'm not shoveling anytime soon. So. <laughs> All right. I guess yeah. I'm speaking for speaking for the New York metro area and not yours. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, we, we got an interesting topic today. Um, players that are folding under pressure. Uh, it, it, I mean, obviously, coming off the World Cup, you see nothing but... You know, oh, really high tense moments, and that's why I thought like about that. it. That's why I thought about it because I'm like, okay, so how is it that some players just like they kind of like comes on under pressure? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you seeing like 
world star players just like come on when when the stakes are high in basketball you see players just like once playoff hits you know they turn they like different right and then some other players Mm -hmm. just can't seem to find that gear and you kind of sit back and think about okay what is the difference between this guy who when the moment get crazy he wants to take the penalty Mm. And then you got another guy like he's like, nope, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to get anywhere near that. It's just like, what is the difference between these guys? And that's why I thought about this topic and just thinking about the whole thing. Like I'm, I've been thinking about, you know, like the one of the first game I saw, 1994 World Cup, Brazil against Italy. I still remember that penalty. Um, Roberto Baggio was the last person to take the penalty, right? You know, had he had. Um, <clears throat> had he had put that in the back of the net, you know, they would have gone and took another round of penalty against Brazil. But he skied that ball right into the stratosphere, and mm. Brazil ended up winning the penalty. <clears throat> the penalty. Um, I think we got like who, like Saka, like is it was like mm. when doing a, I think it was like doing a Euro. the Euros, the Euros, yeah, yeah. He was about to take that penalty, and he you could see this is how you could see it in his face that he was about to miss same thing with friends like with certain guys like they're about to take the penalty you see the body language like you could tell like he was going to miss Mm. and then you know and then you got guys like ronaldo messi like you know they especially ronaldo like he's just like this is my moment give me Mm -hmm. the ball I know what to do. So what is the difference between these guys in the moment of clutch and why some people gave on the pressure and some not? Like, mm. I think, to be honest, I think well, we have to talk about the mindset for a moment. Right? You got you to talk about the mind. Like, what's the mindset of these players who want to take on this challenge and then the mindset of those who just like you can see that they would rather not be around that moment. Like I just think about it as in, it's just like mindset training. Hmm. It's it's just it's just mindset training. Like you got you get to a point where you you've taken, for example, Ronaldo have taken so many penalties, like around this moment time that now his body just get accustomed to something like this. Like it's almost like when he gets to that moment. This is my time. Like this is mm. his body just like recognizes as normal. There's no flight and flight. There's no there's no fight or flight reaction here. It's just like this is the time. Let's come down. They they have these players have like some sort of tricks that they use in their mind to like settle down and get into a flow. Mm. And I think they've they've worked their mind so many times. They practice this so many times that it gets to a point where the moment happens and they just can get they can just switch it on and get to that flow. But it takes practice, too. I think, so we don't talk about, we don't see the kind of training that these guys do to practice their mindset, especially when it comes to this moment. I don't think in soccer, this get talked about often. But I think in basketball, you see this all the time. Like Kevin Garnett used to say, like he used to practice free throws. (laughs) Like after he does like all of his gruesome training, when he's tired, and then that's when he start practicing free throw. And then he will have like people, he will hire people to stay in the stand and just like, you know, those little fidgety things that mm, they're yeah. shooting the basketball and then they start twirling it around. Like you hire people like to do this and then have loudspeakers next to him to mimic 
like a hostile environment. Mm. So we can train his, yeah, so we can train his brain to say, hey, when we about when we're in this moment, the brain's gonna pick up different cues to say, like, hey, this is hostile, this is not safe, right? So what's the moment where you know that that penalty is hanging on the balance? It's, it's on you. What is the brain's gonna react? Like the brain's gonna go into flight and flight because it's gonna say, like, hey, this is not safe. Think about all these people that are going to attack you on Twitter, on Instagram, if you miss, then the brain starts to focus on all this stuff. Then you lose flow. And then the moment you lose your concentration, you can't make any great decision in those in those moments. So mm. I think great players, what they do is they focus, they, they train their mind to focus a lot on these key moments so that they can like have a switch where they can get into flow so they can block out the noises, block out the negative thought, the negative self-doubt so they can get into a, 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 a state of mind where they can make the best decision. And that is something that you can practice. Is Which it though? Is, yes. I, okay. That's something you can practice. That yeah, is something that you can practice. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. For example, he was, for, he was a classic example, right? So I'll give you, so you got, you got these monks, Right. They train their minds so much that, you know, you, you no matter what you do, like if they they can get angry if they want. But if they also don't want to get angry, there's nothing that you can do that will make them get angry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they got such control of their mind that they can just switch it on and off. For example, I'll tell you, like, for example, here's this. Right. If I tell you to practice um, feeling joyful. Mm-hmm. If I tell you, hey, Andy, can you practice feeling joyful? I just wanted you to think of a moment where you felt a crazy amount of joy. And then you close your eyes and you, you remember that moment and you start to feel joy in your body. All right? And I tell you to practice this all the time. Close your eyes. And if I asked you to do this for three weeks, Andy. By the way, this is our meditation training and mindset training works. If I ask you to practice this for three weeks... You can conjure up that feeling of joy within a split of a second. I, I agree with you. Wait, 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 wait. Within a split second. Now, okay. if I ask you to practice, to conjure that feeling when your boss is screaming at you, now mm. it's going to take you a lot longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's it, it's going to take you a lot longer or you might not be able to get success at it because your brain is going to focus on your boss screaming at you. Right? But can you practice? Can you practice a lot? So that way, when you get into the stressful situation, you can you can overcome it. Mm. I be- completely believe that's possible. Now you can't really recreate a stressful situation a hundred percent with real consequence. With real consequences, no, you can't recreate that. You can try, you can't recreate a hundred percent. But I think exposure to it and not shining away from the moment and having the tools to kind of stay in flow during the moment helps. Like I can see, I see Ronaldo's like ritual when he's about to take the penalty. Mm. Like he does this thing where he just closes his eyes and he just take a deep breath and then he just. <sighs> that's how he gets into flow. I don't know what else he does, but that's what he does. The other players who do different things, but you had a rebuttal. It seems like there was a rebuttal coming. <laughs> All right, let's have the conversation. Let's do it. 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 So let, let's let's talk about Kevin Garnett and the example that you that you gave with you know mm-hmm. him practicing at the end of training with fans everywhere, loud music, 
uh, lights, sirens, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's say he gets good at that, really good. He starts to shoot, you know, 85, 90% from the line in that example. I don't think that translates to a game seven away, like, I don't know, away against the Lakers or something like that. You, you know, like, I, I just don't see it. Like, I don't see it transferring. You know, I, I feel well, like it, it's rare for somebody because if it was that easy, why doesn't everybody do it? Because it's mindset training, man. Mindset training is not easy. Mindset training is not easy. Because you have to okay. over, it's not it's not easy. You have to overcome yourself. I'm not saying you can replicate that situation, mm. but I think with enough practice, enough visualization, and with the right tools, I think you can have some sort of control over it. Now, for example, let's say game if if you practice this and then your free throw percentage go from I don't know, let's say it's like sixty percent to like seventy five percent, something like that. And then during playoff time, it, it usually with amount of pressure, it goes down, right? Let's say your rookie here, you went down from 75% to 50% during playoff season. And now mm-hmm. with enough practice and with two, three years under your belt, and now it goes from 75 to like 65. Like that's a big difference. It's still mm-hmm. gonna think, but with enough tool, you can you can reduce the damage. Hmm. Now how, how much of it? Because some players they they really don't need the mindset training. And yeah, some some, some guys are like born. They they like born. They got born savages. They don't they don't need it. It's some. So it, is it like? Is that just pure ego? Do you think? Pure ego. I would say. I think it's it. Well, it's ego. I would say more. It's like the courage, the the balls to to step up in that moment. And be and willing to accept the consequences that comes with it. Hmm. But at the moment, I don't think you can think. You cannot think about that at the moment because you start thinking about that in the moment, you're gonna lose. Yeah, you're gonna lose. You start thinking about that at the moment. You cannot think about that at the moment. At the moment, you gotta find. Remember all the trick the 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 sports psychologists remember told you about, so you can focus. So we can focus on trying to figure out, like, hey, what's the best possible way for me to increase the probability of this ball going into the back of the net? I mean, how, how much of it is that versus whoever's on the field at the time genuinely in their mind saying it is me versus the keeper? And, and this is not this is not self. Well, maybe it is self-talk, mm-hmm. but this is a true, genuine thought. How much of it? is this is me versus the keeper or me versus the defender. I am going to beat them one-on-one. I am better than them. They are worse than me. And like really, truly believe, like you what, ever, you yeah, ever yeah, yeah, no, 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 speak. So what is that? Yeah. What is that? What is that? What is that? What I, you just said? I, you, I give you, I, I, don't, I don't really what know. You just said, what you just said is mindset training. That's That's the mindset. So it's a belief that you're instilling in your mind, right? You say, I'm better than this guy. And you repeat it over and over and over until you actually believe it. Now, it may not be true, but in the guy's head, he believes it. And if you're dealing with somebody who has 100% belief in himself and you have like 80% belief, you're going to lose. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to, you're going, in that moment, you're going to lose. In that moment, you're going to lose. And sometimes, you know what guys do sometimes? Like, they talk a lot of credit. Like, yeah, I'm the best. Like, Zatan Imbayimovic, for example. Every single chance you get to talk to this guy, 
<laughs> it's like arrogance is coming out. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Is it now? It could be that's who he really is, or it could yeah. be he has to force himself to say things like this all the time because that's what gets him going. That's what makes him great. And by practicing this over and over, he becomes that person. Let's let's take a quick break because I, I actually want to tie this back into American sports. I, I thought of something when you were just saying okay. that. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back and we'll, we'll keep this conversation going. Vitruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about Vitruve today. This episode is brought to you by Team Builder. If you're a physical therapist, fitness coach, or personal trainer, you need to know that Team Builder is the number one app for exercise prescription. Whether you're working with a few clients one-on-one as a side hustle, or you're working with hundreds of athletes in an academy setting, there's no better app to prescribe exercises for remote or in-person training than Team Builder. As someone who's used Team Builder for over two years, I can wholeheartedly say it saves me time and helps my clients perform at their best. As a bonus, Team Builder is offering a 12-week soccer strength and conditioning program that comes with your 14-day free trial. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing risk of injury. Head over to teambuilder.com and sign up with the code SFE to get started. All right, we are back here on the soccer fitness experience. Um, I, I think undoubtedly one of the most clutch players of all time in all sports, uh, one player who frankly has never folded under pressure in the, in the biggest moments, uh, Michael Jordan. Oh, man. Right. Like th- this yeah, guy, yeah. he's yeah. <laughs> six finals. And the resume six MVPs. Six MVP. Yeah. Resume speaks on rings. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I think it was revealed in the last dance, the ESPN documentary that, um, he would often almost leak fake quotes that his opponents would say about him uh, to the media to, like you said before the commercial break, uh, fire himself up where he, I don't know, let's say he was going against the Pistons. He would say, oh, Dennis Rodman said this, Dennis Rodman said that. And because of that, now I'm going to bust his ass over the weekend, you know, just like. Yeah, and that <laughs> some players, some players need that. Uh, some players need that. Some players need. It's just, it's just a. And what it is, is just a cue. It's a cue to the brain to access um, your capability to access the moment where you can get into flow. Right, LeBron James used to say all the time, like sometimes you'll go to like a a city where you know like. The, the the atmosphere is not good. Like you go, for example, to like, I don't know, Sacramento, like back in the days mm-hmm. when Sacramento was crap. Now Sacramento is good now. But Bronson said, man, you going up, it's just, it's just like, oh my God, like, like, you know, like you don't want to play. Like you're looking at the energy of these dudes. Like, I was like, oh God, I'm about to four, he's about to be a four quarters of just, just nonsense. And he's not motivated. And he's like, Usually when that moment's going, he said he's looking for something. He said, I'm looking mm. for some somebody to like 
bring me over the edge and i'm looking at the crowd i'm paying attention to what somebody said and sure enough somebody in the crowd says something crazy and he's like there we go that guy right there there we go that that's enough for him he's looking for these cues right and some guys look for these cues to stay in flow and what it is up what is it that makes this guy so much better under pressure than the other people they just have the ability to stay focused they just have the ability to keep the attention on what matters, right? So what tools can you use to stay focused? There's a lot of tools that you can use. If you if you break it down like that, there's a lot of tools that you can use to stay focused within those moments. Oh, tell, tell us. Tell us. Like psychological tools. I'm not okay. a sports psychologist, but there, 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 there's certain things that say, hey, listen, um, when we did this the podcast with um, – uh, White Lion performance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, it was like Julia. many years ago. Yeah, Julia, and she was talking about how sometimes like they they have players focus on like, hey, like look at this side of the ball, like look at the shape of the ball, or you know, like count and do certain things just to like, it, just to get you into that state of flow, just to get you to to focus. Like for example, they ask the guy to count a certain amount of time and the guys start to focus on the counting when now his attention is on the counting and, and not on the big moment and then he's able to come down and when you can count you come down you can get access to you know close close as um access to flow then you have the ability to make better decision mm. And really, what 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 fools most of these guys they make a terrible decision they're like okay i'm gonna like sh- like put as much power behind it and then you know that <laughs> it's like hey you know that that keeper will always go right <laughs> so why are you putting much pressure power behind the ball you just like put it left because he always goes right because he's just like you don't you're not thinking straight under this big moment because of the pressure but if you can maintain a certain level of calmness and then there's tricks you can do to maintain these states then you can make better decision and i think the more you practice it I mean, it's not just thinking. The more you practice these things, the better. I don't know how many players are over here just sitting down and just practicing like like mindset. I don't know. But it's a big part of the game. Hmm. Have you ever felt like in, in your job as a PT, or maybe it even goes back to your time on clinical or your first mm-hmm. few months working, um, Remember when you used to get nervous for evals, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. I remember. What is it that, like, ha- have you ever felt like, like, you know, you, you ever see Ronaldo or even Mbappe on a penalty? You look at his eyes. You're like, this guy's going to score. There's There's absolutely no other alternative of any other. Mm-hmm. You just look at him. You're like. He's got it. Um, have you ever felt like that as a PT of like, yeah, that's um, well, no, well, the stake are not as high uh, <laughs> because I know the patient is coming back, right? But mm-hmm. if my if if my for, oh, a classic example, right? I did a clinical rotation um, and I had some tension with the CI. The CI mm. was my professor, right? I had some mm-hmm. tension with the CI. She saw my YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. She didn't like them. And she told me that she didn't like them. She, she told me that's why I'm not focused. That's why this and that, because I'm too focused on this instead of focusing on PT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then guess what happened? 
ever since she told me this, now I cannot, I could not focus. My attention was not a hundred percent on, because you know, when your attention is a hundred percent on a patient and the problem that the patient have, you know, you start getting ideas, you start getting like, you start getting, you start getting excited about working with the patient. You start getting ideas left and right. You're like, ooh, and you start paying attention a little bit more. You know this, the certain mistake, the subtle things, because you know you're in you you're in a good space. But ever since she told me that, I like, like I every every time I go in the clinic, I just couldn't wait to to leave. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like I'm working with the patient and I'm not focusing on the patient. I'm focusing on her. Because I'm anticipating she's going to correct me. She's going to roll her eyes when she correct me because she did that before. And now all of a sudden I'm paying attention to all that stuff. And I, I just just couldn't bring myself to do the job to the best of my ability because I was operating under fear. Mm. Right? And so much so that after the rotation, I went to see my ophthalmologist because I needed to change my glasses. And... I had this like twitching in my eyes. I just kept coming on and on. It's just like, hey, I'm noticing like my eyes have been just twitching a lot lately. He's like, are you stressed? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. That's why. So that experience, like he was like, that patient, like I swear to God, like from the from week, one and two, when I wasn't confronted on my YouTube videos, like I was just like happy to work with that patient. I was just mm-hmm. coming up with exercise left and right. After that week, they she confronted me about it. Like I just like my performance just kind of like dropped mm-hmm. with that patient. And then now I had to bring now it's just like okay, like I cannot let this. So I had to like force myself to like super pay attention to like stuff. But it was like it was like climbing a mountain. I felt so hard as opposed to two weeks before thing was easy. But now it's just perception that the perception that she's going to judge me. She doesn't like me. She's going to fail me. She's looking for any reason to say that I'm not a good student. Now all of a sudden my attention is all on those things. And next thing you know, my, my, my attention, the things I need to focus on to get the patient better got hit. So it's the same okay. way that can happen on the field. Like you, if you unflat of it's all. So you remember when they say like, don't make decision out of fear. Like you have a business, mm-hmm. don't make decision out of fear in your business, mm-hmm. because you don't make great decision when you're in that state. Like you always have to okay, let me come down, let me analyze the situation. But you start panicking, you make decision. Best of luck. Hmm. Wow. So how, how I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a key takeaway for the players and the and the people who are listening right now. Well, I would uh, say key takeaway for this is, you know, like these players that you see that relish on these moments where they take the penalty and they score and there are players who shy away from it. It's all practice. It's literally all practice. It's start. You got to get the tools first. To be able to get into a state where you can, like, you cannot let the moment be bigger than you, right? And there are tools that you can use to stay present in the moment rather than thinking about the consequences. And once you get better at these tools, then and then you with practice, you get better. 
You know, it's not a, just a natural born like, hey, like Ronaldo just was just born that way. There are people who are born with better mental fortitude than others, but it is something that you can train. Mm. I think everyone will agree with that, that you can train your, your, your mindset to be stronger the same way you train your body. It's just different processes involved. It doesn't feel comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking right now. It doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel comfortable. Um, Same thing in business. You know, same thing in performance. Same thing everywhere. Like, you don't make great decisions when you're under pressure. The the, the, the moral of the story is when you're under pressure, when you're in fight or flight mode, you don't really make that great decision. So you have to find a way to mitigate the flattened flight so you can be in flow so you can make good decisions. And that comes mm. with mindset training. It's, it's interesting, though. Um, I'll give you a personal example. Um, so I, I used to work on an ambulance. And mm. one would think that the most stressful situation um, would be uh, a cardiac arrest, Right. And in terms of composure, in terms of whatever, um, that's what you need to, to be at your best. In those situations, my mind, it's, it's, it's completely set. And prior to this conversation, I thought in my own head that me personally under high stressful situations, it's hard for me to make decisions. So in a case like that, it's not like I'm making decisions in the present. I'm almost acting underneath a formula of this happens, I do this. This happens. Exactly. These these decisions are predetermined. Yes. So <laughs> I like the example that you get because you are trained. Because they know, these people know, like when you get to this situation, like your mind's going to start to wonder this and this. What do I do? What do I do? But if you have, if you get trained enough, you say, hey, whenever these moments happen, step A, step B, step C. So it's a way for your brain to focus on these steps and not focus so much on the big moment. Now, there's there's an element of practice to it. Because I'll tell you, your first day as an EMT and then your last day as an EMT wasn't the same. Right? It wasn't the same. Because you still need... No, no. You still need to get acclimated to the shock of, of seeing somebody bleeding. Like, you still need to get acclimated to that. Right. And, and once you get so when you the first time you see the person, yeah, you're panicking a little bit. Right. You, you, you slower, but you still have to remember, hey, step A, step B, step C, step D. And then after a while of doing this, somebody's bleeding. You can basically help the guy while eating a sandwich because <laughs> you practice this so many times. Now it's, it's OK. That, that's true. I agree with you. But I'll also say. I've spent a lot more time in life practicing penalties versus practicing CPR, and I'm a lot better at one versus the other. Uh, yeah. So yeah, why, nobody, why is that? Nobody <laughs> wants to. Nobody wants to do that. Like you, in CPR, for example, like when I took every time I take the CPR, they tell you reps and sets, reps and sets, reps and sets, reps and sets, reps mm. and sets. Hmm. The reason why they do make you do multiple, even though you're like, oh my god, like I've been pumping for like five minutes, like we get it. No, they don't. We, they know you get it, but will you get it when the person <laughs> is on the floor, right? And that's when those repetition comes in. So now all of a sudden, you can still go onto 
you can still be on what's not like you you can still be on what's the word that i'm looking for it can still become it can still be a reflex even when the person isn't right in front of you and the chaos is right in front of you but when mm-hmm. you remember those steps it can still be like reflexive because you're not having to think about oh my god oh my god like I, I just my last cpr man the lady made made us repeat this thing like oh my we spent like two hours like Every drill was like 30 minutes practicing and practicing, practicing. And this is like, like my fifth time taking the CPR, right? Because she knows like when in, in those situations, like you're not, you, you, if you're not, you can't just rely solely on the brain. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, you get, so it's those reflexive pattern. Like you remember your practice, remember those drills. That's why they have people do, 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 do those drills. And it's the same way. If you practice those mental drills all the time, and when the time comes, it's easier for you to access it. Hmm. Okay. Now the question right. is, we have to follow these players to figure out who's practicing these things and who's not. I mean, I it's it's hard to believe that these top class players. For example, Leo Messi. Prior to this World Cup, he was slightly, in my opinion, below average when it came to penalties and big moments. But I, I, I don't know what it was with him, this World Cup. It just, it flipped. It flipped. And I'm like, how? How did he flip that seemingly overnight? Of- <laughs> yeah, this is, some players have their tricks. They have a cue. Some players have certain cues. They have a trick that they use to just, they just flip it. Like some players, like they respond to like, to like provocation. They respond to anger. <laughs> like Michael Jordan, yo, don't talk crap about Michael Jordan before the game. Oh my God, that's all he needs. That's why they tell you, hey, don't talk to Joe. Hey, don't talk to Michael. Don't talk to Michael, man. Don't talk to Michael. <laughs> Please don't talk to Michael because that's all he's looking for. You don't give him that, pff, it doesn't flip the switch. That's true. The same way there are players, right? You know, like they like when the coach talk shit about them in practice. Mm. That's how they get better. And some players can't handle like they like good positive reinforcement that's how they 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 get into their flow mm. hmm. the mind is interesting man you should look into this yeah. a, a lot more it's just like you know it's not it's not a you know on on from the outside looking in it looks like oh these players like they got it like that's just how it is but if you're really paying attention to 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 the mind and you understand how the mind work you, you realize there's certain cues that these guys are using they may use it consciously or subconsciously but mm. it's all cues. It's all cues to get them into that state. Uh, you, I, I like the fact that you said conscious versus unconscious. Some are, yeah, but some, some, some guys, you know, they, and... and some guys is just they, they, they know what to do. Like you know, LeBron James, like yeah, I'm just looking for that one person that that's talk crap about me. That's enough to motivate me to like play. Yeah, you know, don't you? Some guys sometimes you watch a game, you have guys are five games, and it's just like, oh my god, like they struggling, and all of a sudden, boom, <laughs> it's like they flip it around. Like it's like, what happened? Something happened. Now, can they keep that? Can they sustain that state? This is where champions are made. This is where world class players are made. Can you sustain that for the whole season? Because mm-hmm. you can do it one or two games, but can you do it like the whole season? Mm. That's the difference between the world, those world-class players and the one that are average. Because think about it. Everybody got almost the same skill. 
The sure like you get you get to the professional, you know, in the starting lineup. Even if you get in the bench, your skills about pretty much the same. Damn, you might have yeah. like maybe like you know like those those crazy players like Messi, for example. Like you know that level of caliber, you're not gonna touch it. That's just like one in one in a lifetime. But if you look at all the other players, they got pretty much the same skills. But why is it that some people are able to make the starting lineup week in and week out, and others like go in and out? Especially when you know the abilities there. Yeah, when the ab- the ability is about the same. Like, what's the difference? You know, it's just yeah. how these guys respond to stress. How these mm. guys cope with the stress. Like, what what's their mindset like? Are they focused? Hmm. Wow. You, you know, I, I really enjoy this episode. I think we should try and find a guest specifically uh, on these subconscious versus conscious cues and how players talk to themselves and and self-belief and and things like that because hey, you, you look yeah. at some people you're like you, you you're a killer there's yeah. nothing anybody can say or do to you to change your mind you know the um, best the best example i can say like you <clears throat> you you see it you see the mindset really really clearly it's it's when players have a big injury and then they come back mm. right and then you see you know they do all the tests. The, the 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 injured leg is about the same strength as is stronger than than the other leg, actually. And you see these players, they never come back the same. Like Derrick mm-hmm. Rose never came back the same after his two knee injuries. Why is that? Is it because his knee injuries messed him up so much and he lost athleticism? I think not. Over the two years span after the injury, I don't think you lose your athleticism that much, and you're like 26, 27 years old. No, it's just a mindset thing. It's just like. All of a sudden, like you can't get past um, the injury. Like Fernando Torres, for example, got injured, didn't come back the same. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo, number nine, had a big injury, tore his quad tendon, came back like he would have an injury. <laughs> <laughs> he, he came back and he became the, 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 the he scored the most goal in the World Cup. <laughs> like, what's the difference between these guys? There's something, something's different. I don't think he's sure. been studied enough. That's something different. So. The brain's hard to study, though. Like you said, it's hard. Oh man, it's it's, it's hard. It's pat. It's 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 association. I've been I've been I've been studying about this since last week. Just just looking around and and studying mindset and and it's it's all about. Oh man, you see, it's 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 all about belief, bro. It start with the belief. Like you, you, you believe something, and then next thing you know, like your whole world change just to confirm that that's your belief. Mm. Hmm. Like if you if you believe you you bad you're a bad player, you can have all the skill set. I put you on the field, you might not perform as well because you believe you're not good enough. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, almost you, like you ever play your your. It's like a programming. It's like programming. Programming yeah. installing to the subconscious mind. No, it's true. It's like um, you ever play like your little cousin or something in the park, mm-hmm. and you're just playing keep away. At, at least this is this is how I feel like it's been. It's like yeah, if I'm playing keep away versus like my little cousin or even like a dog. If a dog's trying to get to the ball and you're like mm-hmm. doing your thing, it's like yo, I got five star skills. I got everything. I got everything. You know? Everything. And then it's like, oh, now me versus defender who's like 10 steps away. It's like, oh, I I lost everything. I don't know. Yeah, you start thinking too much. 
Yeah, he's yeah. thinking too much. Am I too close? Am I too fast? Hmm, I better not try this. Let me just pass it. Yes, you know, very they, they they done a test on Neymar. Like they 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 look at like Neymar's dribbling skills and stuff, and they like the, the majority of it. It's it's subconscious. Like he's not thinking about what he's doing. He's just reacting in the moment. That's insane. Like he's and then that that makes him good because if he had to think about what he was going to do, he would be like so much slower. Maybe he can't even stop. Like you know how you know. Yeah, I, I, that's I, that's what you want. You want <laughs> you want to install the programming to a point where it's become second nature, and that's how the yeah. body is. That's how the body is is is. That's how the body is. Like when you wake up in the morning to brush your teeth, you're not thinking about okay, I need to push this in my hand that way and then brush this. No, you just like you can brush your teeth half asleep because you practiced mm-hmm. it so many years, and now it's like an automatic process. You just the moment you touch the brush, you know what to do. It's the same thing with any skill set. I'll, yeah. I'll take it a step first. It's, it's the same um, principle with um, depression and anxiety. Mm. You teach you teach your brain so much to be this way. So now it's just any single cue from the external world that you get just f- switching on. That's why when you train people with lower back pain, like if they have chronic lower back pain, you don't treat them the same as someone who just got a strain mm-hmm. a classic example was um this lady and yeah you said 20 minutes and you know me like i, I can <laughs> <laughs> you said you said 20 minutes i can talk for a classic example this is the last one this is the last one i, I okay, it's, okay, it's okay. related to injury and then we could go <laughs> so this lady doing my internship oh this lady i knew um Got stabbed somewhere um, in Massachusetts, in an alley in Massachusetts, right? Got stabbed multiple times. Um, she got stabbed in the back, in the legs, and whatnot. Developed, like, a lot of back pain from the injury. Went to PT, did PT, no back pain. And then five years later, she's in a cab. Cab got a, caught a flat tire. Cab dropper, coincidentally, in the alley where she got stabbed. Oh, pain came back immediately. Wow. She she pain came back immediately and then she had the pain for like the next year and a half. Doesn't stop. Still on. Still on. So like, what is going on here? So this is a classic example. Like your body and your brain remembers a certain pattern. And depending on the emotional response that you had when that event occurred, because that the stronger the emotion, the more the neural connection you make, right? So it just take us one cue, and then boom, the pathway to 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 flip on that platform again. And her cue was she needed was being dropped in that alley, and then boom, open up that pathway again. Back pain, back pain, back pain, back pain. So we over here in the clinic trying to treat this treat this lady, doing massage, everything. Nothing's working. We're like, mm. what the? It's been like three weeks. There's no improvement. And my CI just asked a couple questions. He said, yeah, like I got stabbed here. And then I went back. And then they dropped me there. And then the pain came on. And my CI was like, oh. And we changed the plan of care completely. Now it's like, hey, you're going to deadlift. You're going to run on the treadmill. You're going to sweat. We're going to be a cheerleader when you come. We're going to make you laugh. Just to release endorphin. Mm. Get her to stop thinking about this event. And eventually, you know, like the 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 neural pathways start to desensitize a little bit. Now it's not as mm-hmm. strong anymore. Mm-hmm. And you, <clears throat> eventually, your pain was able to subside. 
But if we had kept going the same way, massage, this and that, those low-level treatment, no, like, that wouldn't work. Hmm. Wow. We got to get that guest, though. We got to get that guest. No, this this will be a good episode to uh, to do a part two on and, and get deeper. Um, wow, this was a lot more intense and thorough than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh yeah bro (laughs) let's go i love it i love it um as always be sure to to share this episode with teammates with with parents with fellow coaches physios everything um five-star review please 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 and um yeah thanks y'all for listening and we will see y'all next week all right peace out guys